Taste crime cast. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> it is like hot mess central in here right now. Yeah. For real. I'm Vicky. I'm barely Janelle. <laughs> yeah. We've been, boy, have we been busy. Oh my God. Yeah. Janelle's kind of like dying. She went out last night. I've had a hangover all week. <laughs> oh yeah. She just got back from uh, Nashville. Yes, Nashville. Yes. I went to visit my brother for 4th of July and Basically, what happened was I drank nothing but beer <laughs> and walked the entire fucking city in one of the hottest weekends of the year. Yeah, but see, now you're on, like, day number three of Hair of the Dog, right? <laughs> it's, like, three days into Hair of the Dog to just, like, I even out all of the drinking. basically died this week. <laughs> <laughs> died, and you're a phoenix. A bright phoenix. I am you not. Are I'm not yet rising from the ashes. I'm just barely getting there. Oh my goodness. Well, Uh, we've got a good show, like we do every week. Yeah. I think so. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. I was not kidding when we said it was Hot Mess Central. Yeah. We've both been doing a lot of traveling recently, so Mm -hmm. we're kind of slapping a bunch of shit together. Yeah, for you. bear with us. <laughs> it'll it'll still be fun though. It'll be fun because we'll just be retarded yeah. the whole time. <laughs> Speaking of fun, okay. So this week is we, yeah, it is payback <laughs> for the pop quiz I got a couple episodes ago. I'm gonna fail. We're gonna be talking about some cults on episode today. Yes. So, in the spirit of cult, are we gonna have to guess a cult? Um, so what I'm gonna do is I am going to give you the name of the cult leader, oh, and you shit. have to tell me <laughs> the name of the cult that they oh. need. Oh, I will start off with a couple easy ones, okay. just to get you like Maybe. a little warmed up. They'll be easy. <laughs> See, yeah, oh, no. fucking payback. <laughs> Whatever. Did All I right. get multiple choice? Here we go. I mean, we could. I totally That's exactly did what that. you that asked. That's exactly me. what I did. Yeah. All right. Fuck. All right. Let's try it. Okay. I mean, so damn. we'll start off with an easy one. Oh, okay. Charles Manson. Oh, uh, the Manson family. Just you know, <laughs> okay. you. I told you we were gonna start off with an easy okay. one. Okay. So you you're gonna make me feel here. confident, and then you're just gonna fucking bring it down. <laughs> Jim Jones. Oh, well, obviously Jonestown. <laughs> what was the name of the cult, though? Oh, my God. This is where I'm just like... Ugh. It was Jonestown, but yeah. that was, like, the name of the town. Yeah. 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 The yeah. name of the organization was the People's Temple. That's it. Yeah. See? <laughs> this is not... You, you're fine. <laughs> Good. David Koresh. Oh, um, Fuck. He touched a lot of children. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, see, I'm not not even here right now. I can give you a hint. Yeah, hints are good. <laughs> okay, they were located in Waco, Texas. Right. I cannot for the life of me remember what the you name know. Oh, <laughs> you I do, do, and you I know do it. And I know exactly what happened. The fucking siege. Everything. <laughs> One more hint. Okay. <laughs> um, what would be a good hint? 
He, well, you already said he had a lot of scandalous. Yes. And they basically, like... Everybody died? Yeah, is they that, set, is they that set the hint? whole place on fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. I don't know what another good hint would be. Oh, my God, Biggie. I it know. was a religious-based cult. Yeah. <laughs> the raid on the compound happened in 1993. Right. I know all about it, but the name is just okay, like. Well, how nope. did I give you a hint? Do you I know all about know. it? <laughs> give me a hint. But I know like a hint. Sounds you know like you? yeah, just <laughs> the branch division. Three, I see. <laughs> Three words sounds like Anchnadidian. Anchnadidian. Like, first of all, that's two words. <laughs> the the branch division. That's a word. The does not count as a word. The is not a word. <laughs> Okay. Oh, man. It's only going to get harder. Shut up. <laughs> Those are the easy ones. I'll do, I'll only do a couple more because this is a big list. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's see if you, I feel like this one might be easy. Okay. Warren Jeffs. This religion is pretty mainstreamish. Scientology question mark? No. <laughs> Warren Jeff. Hmm. His name doesn't sound familiar. He um, was on the FBI's 10 Most Wanted list. Okay. He, um, let's see. (laughs) (laughs) He was convicted on separate counts of incest and sexual misconduct with minors. Is this the cult that started in France? No. No, This is American. I think, um, oh no, not all of these are. Well, these might all be American cults. Um, it's a branch of the Mormon church. Is that helpful? Um, mm. <laughs> it's a really long name. It's a really long name? Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> um, is that the name? <laughs> the name is the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. And Warren Jeffs, if you remember, they, like, built basically a Mormon compound. Mm-hmm. And he got, once he got arrested on those charges of, like, sexual assault on minors, uh, he was still, like, running everything from prison. I don't remember that one, but... Really? It's funny because uh, the guy I'm going to talk about today is also... He also had a Mormon sect of his own, so... Ooh. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll do one more. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> this one might be tricky. Well, so far, I'm like... But this is... This one is, and how This many? is actually one that I have wanted... That we might talk about in a future episode, because this is one that I really think I talk about how much I love cults. I know. We haven't done... We talk about how much we love cults in general. We haven't done an episode on cults until now. Yes. So, <laughs> shame on both of us. Yes. Ugh. So, the last one is Bhagwan Shri Rajneesh. Oh, I remember I remember reading about this, but I do not remember what his cult is called. He's a real fucking creep. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen pictures of him? Mm-hmm. He's disgusting. Mm-hmm. He also diddled a lot of children. Um, <laughs> Seems to be a it's common, common theme. theme. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's something fucking stupid and, yeah. I remember, yeah. They committed an act of bioterror. Yes. By, like, poisoning the food to try to get 
Yeah. Um, it's on par with, like, the Umshin Reikyo It was to people. try to get ahead in a political race, or mm-hmm. to influence a political race. Yeah, I don't remember the name it was called, but I just remember looking at a picture of him with his stupid curly mustache, and yeah. being like, ew. So this one Who would follow him? Kind of a trick question, <laughs> mm-hmm. because the name is Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. Oh. That was the name of the cult. Okay. As well, as the name of the guy. I was like, if I can't fucking pronounce it, forget yeah. it. <laughs> that <laughs> fucking, that fucking creep guy. Too. It's hard to remember all this stuff because you know, like, it's general funny. details. Right? Like, I can, I can tell the you the whole case. It's like, like you want to drop a name? Yeah. Fuck it. That's know. all right. I'll still give you a good job, Joe. Oh, yay. I get a D for that. <laughs> <laughs> you tried. Mm-hmm. You tried. <laughs> I failed. I blame it on the alcohol. <laughs> I was going to do that, but then I was like, let's not embarrass I'll myself. I'll do it further. I'll do it for you. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to start? Do you want me to go first? Um, do, you to... do you have any news? No news this week? Nah. No, just going to just go the game? Cool. Yeah. That's cool. In <laughs> news, we both yeah, died and I honestly life. haven't <laughs> had a chance to even, like, figure out what's happening in the world right now. I don't even know what year it is, so. I don't even know what's happening in my own life right now. <laughs> Who so. am? Okay, so we're going to talk this week, obviously, about cultish things. Um, kind of, well, yeah. Really, is yours is pretty religious too, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it so started out as murdering religious. for religion, and then it just ended up being a cult episode, so here we are. Yeah, because I started looking up religious crimes, like I put that in, and it was like nothing but mass shootings, yeah. and just... Well, you get a lot of like jihad, terrorism, yeah, terrorism, and radical Islamic articles and stuff. A lot That's of not radical really Christian wanted. stuff came up, which intrigues me. Um, I am not religious. <laughs> If you hadn't guessed that already, yeah, I don't believe in that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So when I am looking into this stuff, I don't have like um, not sympathy, but like I can't relate to these people getting that crazy about it. Yeah. Because I just don't understand it from that perspective. Um. But I do find it fascinating. Yes. That people yeah. get sucked into cults, especially super duper religious ones. Um. I could understand a hippie cult, you know? Yeah. Like well, a lot of times I feel like it's like wayward souls land. that are looking for something in themselves like, yeah, or to, find, to, hold on to, to be a part of, you know, so it's easy to get just those to people. Yeah, I can understand you know? that. I can understand that. I guess just when it starts, when you start reading about like all the fucked up shit that starts happening, they're like, how could these people still stay in this cult? Right. Or follow this person? It always seems it's like just... it's something really extreme that's like the final straw to get oh somebody. Oh my god. It's like, how out. many children need to be molested? Or how much sexual assault and incest needs to happen before people are like, hmm, maybe this isn't what I maybe thought it was. Maybe this isn't so great. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so as I was looking, I was like, okay, maybe I need to switch gears and kind of look more into cults. So that's where we wound up. Um, and I actually found one that I hadn't even heard about before, which is... Me too! Which is fascinating. Yeah! And exciting. Actually, I did hear about yours. I haven't, I see, I haven't heard about mine. <laughs> I read down there and I was like, that's actually on my list. Oh. Of, um... Well, screw you, I took it. No, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Do you know any cults are on my list? Lots. A lot of cults. A lot. Um... <laughs> There's going to be, like, cult episode part 20 is what's oh, yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Um, so the – he didn't really have, like, a name for his cult, but it, the man's name was Jeffrey Lundgren, and the, like, murders were called the Kirtland Cult Killings, um, which Kirtland is, like, a town in Ohio where it happened. Like, a small, small Oh, town. back in Ohio, are we? I can't get out of Ohio. <laughs> Fucking Ohio. Okay, um – 
But he was actually born in Missouri. So this okay. is so this guy was born in Missouri, and if you know anything about Missouri, it's highly religious. It's a very, very religious state. Um, and he grew up in a super religious home, um, but he was also very uh, abused by his father. And he, like, there are reports that his mother was, like, fully aware of it and just was like, whatever. Which I feel is a lot of the times the case, because it's like, right. your children are getting beat. Like, do you also get beat, too? Like, it, it's a hard thing yeah. to get out of. So I understand that. Um, but... So he had a shitty home life, obviously, and he decided to try and make something of himself. So he joined the Navy, and um, he kind of did that for a little bit. And then in, I think it was, yeah, 1987, he got married. He had an honorable discharge from the Navy. didn't really see what he was discharged for. Um, so he's like, you know what, I'm going to start over, start a new life with my wife. So they moved to Ohio. Um, they rented, like, a big farmhouse, and it was just like, you know... Classic Midwest, just like, being, farm life. Yeah, just being yeah. Um, farmers out in the middle of nowhere in shitty Ohio. <laughs> um, but I guess... Sorry, Ohio. We're, <laughs> yeah, not sorry. <laughs> Trust me when I say my family is from there, and I know exactly what Ohio is all about. <laughs> Anyways. Um, if you want to know more about Ohio, <laughs> check out our episode on Ohio murders. Yes. Cleveland! Um, so he decided that he wanted to take a more spiritual path, which sounds like whatever. You're gonna find yourself. You're gonna, yeah, it's like a walkabout. One with God. Yeah. Well, he grew up in, um, like, it's the RLDS, the Church of Latter day Saints, the Mm -hmm. Reformed Church of Latter day Saints, which is why when you brought that guy up, I was like, yeah. It's like way, way, way separated Mormonism. If you know anything about Mormonism, Mormonism is fucking crazy to begin with, but this is, like, even yeah. crazier. And I will, Mormonism <laughs> is one of those religions that there are kind of two different ends. Yeah, there's... As far oh. as the ultra, you know, right conservative mm-hmm. and kind of the, I don't, don't want to say, like, looser Mormons, but they're... <laughs> yeah, loose you Mormons. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> silly. <laughs> no, but I mean, they're not, it's not as, like, conservative. It's a right. lot more uh, contemporary. Yeah. Contemporary yeah. Mormonism. Yeah. I like how that sounds. Um, so, <laughs> while he was living at the, the farmhouse, he started teaching and practicing the Bible and doing kind of, like, uh, religious studies with people in the community. Um, but he also started practicing methods of, quote-unquote, mind control. Oh, boy. Um, Here we go! <laughs> this is, like, a weird technique from Robert Lifton. Um, this is how, like, a cult mentality starts. So, mind control is basically kind of their version of mind control, is... Mm-hmm. Speaking to your crowd um, in a way that really connects to them, so kind of like feeling their vibe and pulling from that, and that's how you appeal to them, and that's how you kind of like hook them in. Right. So that's what he was practicing, and this is why he started this little cult and started getting people in there. So he was kind of like playing to that small town mentality, like we need to save ourselves and our families, uh, just mm-hmm. really fucking weird stuff. Um, so he was preaching to them, telling them all these things, and then he told them that if you really want to be a part of this 
movement, you need to come live with us. Yeah. So he had about 20 people come and move into the farm. It was a big farm. There's lots of, of space. So about 20 of the members came. Here's the weird part. He never wanted to have more than 20-ish members in his cult. So he would never... kind of weird. It's a little weird. I feel like maybe it's because that's... Like, he knew that that's as far as he could go. Right. Like, he, you know, if it got more than that, he wouldn't be able to handle it or control it yeah. the way he wanted to. Yeah. Um, so he was very, like, oh, it's a small, you know, family, very family-oriented, kind mm-hmm. of like Manson, where it's like everyone's together, connected. Right, yeah. Everyone's swapping wives. That's <laughs> everyone's, everyone's connected, connected. You know, just swapping spouses. Sexually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they lived there and he set these very strict rules, like, we all have to do our religious practice at this time, we all have to do, you know, we have to eat this kind of food, we have to have, uh, Bible study at this time, it was like a camp, basically. Okay. Um, and he, like, outlawed all these things, and there was this big, he was a very big proponent of a sin list, he had, like, a sin list. Okay. And he said... If you do any of these things, you're out. Like, don't do it. And one of the, like, number one top things was called murmuring. And that was, like, uh, kind of like shit talking. Okay. So, like, no murmurings, because that's a sin. Like, that's the ultimate sin. We don't talk ill about the people that we love. Yeah. And we don't talk ill about our religion. So if anyone murmured, they'd be kicked out. And it's just like... Okay. Okay. What? So they couldn't basically, like, they were basically forbidden to talk amongst themselves is what was happening. Like, you can talk during Bible study, and you can talk to him, Lundgren, but, like, don't talk amongst yourselves. Okay. So it's basically, like, a speak when spoken to kind of thing. Yeah. So that's where it kind of started to get a little weird. Um, that's where it started. And that's where it continued to get weird. <laughs> yeah. Mind control was the weird <laughs> He also, um, kind of like eavesdropped on members so that he could pick up information and, um, play with them, uh, psychologically to make them think that he could read their minds. Oh, That was yeah. another big thing that he yeah. liked to do. So he would have, like, recording devices and he would have, like, little people that he would put out into the cult to kind of bring information to him. Mm-hmm. And he would use that information when he was d- discussing stuff with them individually or, you know, when they were doing a Bible study. Sure. And the people would be like, how the fuck does he know that? Right, like, he yeah. he must be reading my mind. I feel so, like I've heard of that happening with something else, yeah. too, where they would, like, read outgoing letters mm-hmm. and then come back to the person. I can't even remember what they had to do with. I feel like I've seen it in, yeah. you know, some documentary or something. Yeah, was- I think I know what you're talking about because it was like a... It was a cult where that guy had a bunch of children all over the place, and it was in different... They had to be in different countries because, yeah, it was... Yeah. (laughs) It was pretty fucked up. Yeah. Um, So, they had lived there for a year, and then in April of 1988, a neighbor told the Kirtland police um, that she suspected that there was a cult living in the farmhouse. Um... So that sort of got things kicked off, and the RLDS church came out, and they investigated too. So not only was the Kirtland police investigating it, but the um, Reformed Latter-day Saints were also investigating it, because they're very big proponents of um, not having false messiahs. So, like, in the Mormon church, like, if there are people who are preaching the word and they are not 
I don't think they're called priests. I think they're called ministers in the yeah, church. But not like an ordained. Um, yeah, if you are not yeah. one of the select few, you are not allowed to preach the word. So they came out and investigated and they decided that he was perceiving himself as a false prophet. And they excommunicated him from the church in October of 1988. So this is when it started getting, like, fucking out of control. So this is <laughs> this is what happened. So they came out there and they talked to him. And on that same day, there was, like, this huge thunderstorm oh, God. that, like, flooded the town. How convenient. And, like, knocked a bunch of trees down. And he said that this was, like, this was a message That's from so, God. so convenient. Saying, like... The storm is passing, and we're on our own. Because right after the storm, there's, like, this big, huge, like, quadruple rainbow over the fucking town. Oh, my God! Quadruple rainbow! Double, triple, quadruple rainbow! (laughs) Um, (laughs) So Lundgren told his followers that the rainbow signified the opening of the seven seals. Okay. So he's, like, the messiah. And um, they soon abandoned all of the teachings of the Latter-day Saints and just kind of started their own shit. And they just, like, went nuts. And they were preaching on street corners. He did still keep his congregation to a small uh, number, but they were going out and actively, like, telling people, you know, things are happening, the time is coming, the world is ending. Um, Was it, it like, a doomsday? Did it turn into, like, a doomsday cult kind of a thing? Kind of, um... They didn't say that the world was going to end definitively. Yeah. They said if we don't stop doing what we're doing, the world will end. Okay. So, like, if you don't turn to this religion and clean up your it. shit, then hell will rain upon you. Okay. Um. So, he was trying to convince his congregation, basically, that he was God's last prophet. And so, when you're God's last prophet, you need financial assistance. And so, he started asking for money. <laughs> Okay. From his supporters, because sometimes God doesn't provide all. You can't just like, a, dollar bills. apply to God for financial assistance <laughs> right. like you do the I government. Need, I need a Jesus state loan. Um, <laughs> uh, so he started asking for money, and his followers just gave everything, their life savings. They signed over their houses. You know, in typical cult fashion, they give up everything. Yeah. Well, it's just cult. another way of controlling them, too, because exactly. if they don't have any income... They can't escape. Right, they can't, it's not go. like they would have anywhere to go. They mm-hmm. couldn't pay for a place yeah. to live yeah. or, yeah. And once people find out, like, oh, you were in a cult, then they're going to think that you're fucking nuts and they're not yeah. going to want to help you. Yeah. And then you also don't want to go to another religious organization mm-hmm. because you might get sucked in there, too. It's it's a hard dilemma. Well, and it's possible by this time you've alienated your family, too. Exactly. So That's a big thing, too. Like, you're not allowed if to they're not to there your family with you, you know. If they're not part of the group. Yeah. Um. So... He was collecting all his money, and people were following him, and he had, you know, everything was going great, and then he proclaimed that he had received a call from God, like a calling. Okay. That, um, you know, he was it, this was done, we're, like, Kirtland is where the world needs to be, like, so, the world's gonna end if you're not here, basically. So he's yeah. like... Everyone needs to come to Kirtland. We need to save everyone's soul. Like, this is the Mecca, basically. And it's like, what? <laughs> um, sure. They Ohio. Would, and he was like, we're soon going to witness the second coming of Christ. And so this is what attracted more people to come to his little, like, temple. Um, and it was kind of funny because uh, there are parts of Ohio that um, are kind of 
close to um, Mormon history, there's like a temple built there. Oh, really? Um, by uh, Joseph Smith's followers. Okay. So, I mean, it's n- he wasn't far off in choosing this place. Like, it was a good place to choose. Yeah. Um, but it was just kind of like... Mm. Now, were they still, at this point, claiming to be part of... Well, I don't want to say part of Mormonism, but like, they still were following a lot of the... They, they followed like ex- something else. it was it was extreme Mormonism. It was okay. it was beyond what uh, the extreme conservatives would consider okay. um, extreme Mormonism. It was very like yeah. we eat, sleep, and live the way that you know Joseph Smith did. Okay, um, <laughs> so <laughs> there was a family, um, the Avery family, that was part of this cult. That's no Steve, relation not to Stephen Avery, no. the Avery's in Manitowoc. <laughs> no. Um, these are Ohio Avery's. <laughs> the Ohio Avery's. Um, so there was a small group of people that actually got to move into the house, um, as opposed to just being a part of you know, the group and living on the property. They got to live in the house. So um, okay. Dennis Avery's family, there were five of them, they were one of the few people that were allowed to come and live in the house. Um they had decided to only stay there for a little bit and then try and find their own because they they were into it, but they were kind of like seeing things were getting a little weird. Yeah. So they lived there briefly and then they decided, okay, well, we're going to kind of move out because, you know, you know, this isn't a good environment for our children. They had a lot of children and, sure, you know, they just were like... Yeah. You know, we'll be part of it, but we don't want to live in the house anymore. So they, Lundgren took offense to that, and he said that they had committed a sin by not living in the house, and that they were going to pay for it. So. Oh, jeez. Um, what he tried to do was have them give him money. So, instead of living there, he's like, well, you're going to basically pay your way back into this cult. Um, and. <laughs> Okay. Dennis He's Avery brilliant. was like, "You got to pay your way back in. Give me more." <laughs> Dennis money. Avery was like, "Uh, fuck to the no. I'm not doing that." Um, so he didn't really trust Lundgren 100, percent and you know, Lundgren didn't trust him 100. percent He perceived him to be like weak and no longer useful, and he sure. wasn't giving contributions back to the church. Mm-hmm. Um. So, he also had his own personal bank account, which is, was, like, a big no-no. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Like, every oh. everything that you had has to go to the church. And once yeah. they found that out, it was, like, all bets are off. So, he said if you didn't give him all of his money, he would be out of the cult. Well, he didn't give him all of his money. <laughs> no. <laughs> no um, way. Yeah. Couldn't have guessed that one. So, he didn't need to, like, <laughs> What was it, like $40,000 from taking stuff from people? Jeez. And uh, so he started to say, like, that wasn't enough. We need more. Yeah. And that Dennis Avery's family was the key. He convinced his followers to kill that whole family and take all of their money. Oh, my God. So it was kind of not only just like a cult religious killing. It was kind of like a, you know, a scam. Like a just a money scam. Yeah. Which is kind of upsetting. I mean... He was saying, like, it was a punishment for their disloyalty. Um, he kind of referred to the murder of this entire family as pruning the vineyard, is what he called it. <laughs> okay. Which I thought was a mortifying thing. Yeah. Because they killed children. It oh, wasn't geez. just Dennis Avery and his wife. Mm-hmm. They killed his children as well. Um, so Avery was gagged and dragged to um, a secluded area of the farm. 
he was shot twice in the back, and he died pretty much instantly. Uh, to kind of muffle the sound of the guns, like the gunshots, they yeah. had chainsaws running. Just running to make noise, like chainsaw noises. Which to what? me is like, that's fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just hearing fucking chainsaws in the background. I just love that out of everything shot. that you would, like, try to quiet to a gunshot, with chainsaws. A chainsaw. Like, you guys bring the chainsaws? What if Ugh. that was their signature? Like, you hear the chainsaw noises, but then every time somebody shows up <laughs> shot, like, like, what did, what does happen here? All I can here? say is fucking Ohio. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's all I can I say know. about that. I don't, I just don't get the logic in that. I guess yeah, there is a lot no of logic. Noise, yeah. Um, so Avery's <laughs> wife, Cheryl, um, she was not, you know, she was still back at the compound mm-hmm. and they were like, oh man, they went and got her and they're like, he needs help. There was an accident. So they drug her in, they gagged her, and they put duct tape over her eyes, and they shot her three times, uh, twice in the chest and once in the abdomen, and then they laid them next to each other. And then, this is so terrible, I can't even talk about it. Their 15-year-old daughter, Trina, was shot twice in the back of the head. The first shot, like, missed her, so she was still alive, like, it just grazed her, and then the second killed her instantly. And then their 13-year-old daughter, Becky, was shot twice and left to die. And their 6-year-old, Karen, was shot in the chest and head. Like, I'm going to cry. Wow. Like, do you have to kill the kids? Like, why? That is insane. As a parent, at what point are you like, this is a good idea. Let's bring our fam, like, my 6-year-old into this. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, and to be, to be fair, they were trying to leave, which is, I mean, which is, I mean, like, yeah. spark this all off, but, like, a lot of times what happens is people will join organizations like this when they're young and maybe marry within the church and have kids within the church. It's not always, like, people bringing their kids into it, necessarily, but you have kids when you're a part of the organization, yeah. so... so they know nothing else. Right. Um, so after they had shot all of them, they had dug a huge pit and they buried them in there and they filled it with stones and dirt and they went back to their farmhouse for a meeting, uh, and had a prayer. So that was pretty fucked. Um, in, so this happened in April of 1989, the day after they were murdered, officers, coincidentally, came out to the farm to talk to him because, um... There were some, you know, murmurings around town that he was starting to get a little paranoid mm-hmm. and he was doing some shit and that was a little questionable. And so they came and talked to him because they wanted to investigate it further. Um, well, he got real scared, packed up his shit, and they all went to West Virginia. Okay. So that he started getting fucking paranoid because, I mean, he obviously killed people and he was doing weird shit before that. So he's drawing way too much attention to himself. Mm-hmm. Um a couple months went by, and he started getting really insecure, thinking that he was being followed. So he left West Virginia for California, only taking a few people with him, and the rest were left in West Virginia. So about nine months after the family was murdered, um, a tip from an informant uh, led the police back to the abandoned farm, and they uncovered the bodies of the Avery family, because they had put them in a pit, but they mm-hmm. filled it with stones and soil. Which, if you know anything about settling, like, I garden a lot. Yeah. If you put stones underneath dirt, it's going to basically start to cave in, and you're going to see all those rocks. And what's yeah. fucking weirder than a pile of rocks in a hole? Bodies Nothing. in a hole? Yeah. There's bodies <laughs> in there. 
fucking weird. Yeah. So, um, he became a fugitive from the law. They, I mean, it was a shit show. There was an FBI manhunt, and eventually Lundgren's followers, who he had abandoned in West Virginia, actually gave the police information where they could find him. Good for them. Wow. So, um, 13, 13 people were arrested, including Lundgren, um, in 1990, uh, Blungren was given the death penalty. His wife uh, received five life sentences for conspiracy, complicity, and kidnapping. His son was sentenced to 120 years to life. Wow. Um, Ronald Luff, which was like a planner and facilitator of the cult, he actually planned the whole fucking murder out for Lundgren. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was sentenced to 120, no, 170 years. Um, then there was a couple people who just assisted, uh, Daniel Kraft was sentenced to 50 years, um, and actually five of the cult members were released in 2010, um, so they were approximately incarcerated for 20 years. These were people that were just, um, who had knowledge of the crime. Yeah. And assisted him in escaping. Okay. Um, they didn't actually directly, like, kill the people or anything like that, so they only served 20 years, which, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of times those people don't go to jail. Yeah. So this was kind of like, you know... A first for Ohio, anyway, yeah. where they convicted 13 people for the murder of this family. So that's kind of, like, a big deal. And I wonder if after they got out, if they renounced, you know, renounced their faith to him, um, or if they were still practicing. I don't know. I you know, so. I'd be curious to find that out, just because, you know, after 20 years, mm. you do, that's a lot of time to do some thinking in there about... Yeah, I would fucking hope so. You know. But, um... So, he was sentenced to death, and he was actually executed not too long ago, um, on October 24th of 2006. Wow, that was not that I mean, a good, yeah, a good chunk of his followers went to jail. There were actually a couple that served, um, one-year sentences for obstruction of justice. Those are people that are even further removed from the crime that were just involved with the cult in Ohio. Yeah. So, I mean, the one good thing about this was, I felt like there was, like, a justice was served. Like, these people went to jail, the leader fucking was executed, pretty much everyone who was involved paid for it. And and I mean, it was all like, they are not getting out of prison with the amount of time that they had, you know? Even if it was life in prison, they were not getting out. 170 years, yeah. (laughs) Not living that long. Yeah, no. (laughs) So yeah, that was the Kirtland cult killings. Wow. And you know, I saw, I was listening to that and thought, man, that's kind of similar to mine, actually, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot, a lot of similarities across the board, but it's just... Yeah. It was interesting because I, you know, I read a lot about cults and I had actually never even heard about that one. And I have not heard not about that, that either. Even far away, Ohio. It's interesting that they <laughs> decided to to go to Ohio because mm-hmm. a lot of times if you're trying to live with like a group of people on a compound or something like that, it's either in the middle of nowhere, which Ohio there is a lot of middle of mm-hmm. nowhere, or it's uh, offshore out of the United States yeah. because there's a lot of times less restrictive laws in other countries. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with the United States government trying to come after you for taxes or yeah. trying to, you know, regulate anything that's happening. Although the freedom of religion laws are, that's a, that's a whole other yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um so 
I am going to talk about the, it's, so, ready for this? It's French and some Swedish stuff in here. Oddly enough, I have a little experience with French. So hopefully this isn't a total, a total crash and burn today. We'll see how it goes. Um, so, I'm talking about the Order du Tempo Solaire. Or the Order of the Solar Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, it was founded by Joseph de Mambro and Luc Jarre in 1984. And it was based out of Geneva, Geneva, Switzerland. And honestly, I'm going to probably call them by their first names. Yeah, that's <laughs> This <fine>. whole thing. <laughs> um, there's and, a lot of weird Yeah, names. there's a lot of weird <laughs> names. And I'll call the organization um, the OTS as well. That's okay. how they're referred to, just so I don't have to say. Yeah. Um, order of the Solar Temple all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joseph was raised Catholic, and he attended a private Catholic high school, but he began practicing occultism in the 1950s. Ooh. And he became a member of the ancient and mystical order Rus. Crucis? <laughs> sure. Um, later, he established an organization called the Golden Way Foundation, where he met Luke Jure. And Luke had originally studied to become a doctor, but left the industry after he kind of got really disappointed and disillusioned with modern medicine. Yeah, which at the time wasn't that modern. Right, <laughs> yeah. And he, he actually went on to study spirituality and homeopathy. Um, and later he would, like I said, he joined the Golden Way Foundation, and that's where the two of them met. Um, the aims of the order include establishing correct notions of authority and power in the world, Assisting humanity through a great transition, preparing for the second coming of Christ as a solar god king, and furthering a unification of all Christian churches and Islam. I can get behind a solar god king. Solar god king! <laughs> it just had this image of, like, Jesus on fire. Like, right? Oh my god. Like, like buddy Christ from Dogma, but on fire. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love that movie. <laughs> they reportedly borrowed some inspiration from um, really well-known occultist Aleister Crowley, um, who would Love become Crowley. <laughs> yeah, and he would he would become probably the most well-known member of the Ordo Templi Orientis, the OTO. If you want to know more about that, there's actually um, a set of episodes that they do on a podcast called Oh No. Ross and Carrie. <laughs> I have not heard that one, but it sounds I, interesting. It is one of my all-time favorite podcasts. Um, I'll have to listen. They they do talk about pseudoscience and religion. Oh and my so god, that sounds amazing. They, their whole thing is um, they take part themselves so you don't have to. That's their mm-hmm. whole thing. So they actually did, I think it was like a two or three part uh, series where they went to and joined the OTO. Oh my god. And so they went to meetings and they come back and they report about how, how it was in the meetings. So if you want to know about that, they did a really great series where they actually went to some of the OTO meetings, um, which is not, we're talking about the OTS, different thing, yeah, but. too many O's. Yeah. <laughs> there's too many orders um, of something. But check that out. It's really, really good. Um, but a lot of people actually compare the OTS to Heaven's Gate or other UFO religious millenarian really? groups. 
Um, Ooh, if you start talking about UFOs, I might get wigged out too much. It's not, well, it's not going to be UFOs, but <laughs> it, it has to do with the brainwashing of Mom You know how followers. I feel about aliens. Yeah. Yeah, it had to do with the way that Joseph brainwashed the people who were following him, but I know you're not crazy about aliens, so. They exist. The good news is there's no alien talk in this, Thank this you. chunk. I was about to get real scared. Yeah, no, you're safe. <laughs> Please don't molest me, aliens. <laughs> um, the members of this organization believed that in a previous life, Joseph was a member of the 14th century Christian order of the Knights Templar. Oh, God. <laughs> and that he had also convinced them that his daughter, Emmanuel, was the cosmic child, which was yeah, basically <laughs> like the second coming of Christ. Oh my gosh. Essentially. That's what that what, what that was. Child, baby. Yeah, and, and following the deaths of the members, they would all be led to a planet that orbits the star of Sirius. Getting real far out. Yeah. I feel like we should yeah. playing just way like want want music in the middle. Okay, Tiff, just loop that behind this whole yes. thing. <laughs> um, Some like zippy like UFO noise. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, we are such weirdos. <laughs> Let's start a band where it's just UFO noises and us talking about cult. You could just record our <laughs> record our voices <laughs> through a keyboard. Yeah. Like a synth keyboard. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, we have a new side project. Sorry, we have to get started on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> the So the synergy of the temple acted as the authority figures. It was kind of like the central couple of people that ran the whole organization. And they were based out of Zurich. Um, they also had different lodges in Martinique, Canada, and Australia, and tons of other countries. Um, I think they had one in France later on, To I mean, they were all everywhere. That's when you know they're super serious. When yeah. When they start opening up shop in different countries. Right. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to be followed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, their services, like the, the I don't want to say church services, but the services they would go to, they consisted of a lot of rituals, and it was kind of this mix of Freemasonry, what you would see in like a Freemason's uh, ritual, and Christianity. Which, Freemason rituals, I mean. Yeah. But little we know, it's pretty fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and it really is like, when I, when I was- gay. A little gay. <laughs> yes, that's not where I was going. I've heard a lot of things. Also that. I'm being a little gay. <laughs> um, really, when I was looking at pictures of like the temples that they had, and some of the pictures of like the rituals that they had, it is what you would think of when you think of like satanic panic and like oh, yeah. the, that. That is it's like the image that Satan people vibe for sure. Oh yeah, totally. Um, just like in your story, the members handed over tons and tons of money. Give me all your money for mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> and they all adhered to the strict set of OTS rules. Um, even Luke imagined himself as Christ-like, and he had become obsessed with sex. And we even go as far as having sex with one of the female members before the rituals took place in order to give him strength for the ceremony. Oh, God. Because, you know, nothing strengthens you like getting laid. <laughs> Oh God! One of the OTS members, Tony Dutois. He Ooh, that was good, right? I like that. Like that. He's Tony Dutois. <laughs> um, he 
really started to notice like all of the apparent hypocrisy that was happening within the order. And at that point, him and his wife chose to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so flash forward about three years, it would be September 30th, 1994. Tony and his wife, Nikki and their three month old child, baby boy, Travel to a chalet, chalet, a chalet. A chalet. What is it? What is the right way to say that word? I, I know it right. sounds really a chalet or a, a chalet. chalet. A chalet. I don't know. A jante. <laughs> <laughs> um, they travel to a chalet in Morin Heights, in which is in um, Canada. It's in Quebec. And there, they were going to meet up with a couple of members of the OTS, including Joseph's uh, wife. Dominique Bellaton and the Dutois were still friends with a lot of the members because mm-hmm. um Nikki had made capes for they were like <laughs> I know that sounds really weird, but oh, it was like the ceremonial robes. Yeah. They call them capes, but I'm sure I feel like it's a lot closer to like ceremonial robes. They were just hanging out to take measurements. They got hoods on them. <laughs> you know. Um but so she had made a lot of these these robes for the members um, all over the world. And Tony was kind of this general handyman. So they had both kind of had these relationships with people mm-hmm. um, and made these, had these friendships with people that they still had. One of so, – so they're all at this chalet. And one of the OTS members that was there, there was a group of like – like four or five of them that was there, um, lured Tony into the basement where he hit him in the head with a baseball bat. And then he used a kitchen knife to slice his throat before stabbing him 50 times. Yeah, talk about overkill. I I feel like the throat slashing is probably the worst for me. Yeah. Because I can just envision it. Well, and when they, I, well, I won't go into detail. Oh, I mean, go into detail. <laughs> I was going to say, when they talked about it, they said it was from ear to ear. I mean, it was yeah. like. What's that called? A, Are you thinking? A something smile. Glasgow smile. Oh. Yes. Yes. Um, so they killed him in the basement and they, upstairs, his wife, Nikki, she was ritualistically stabbed to death by another member. And then their child was killed as well. Oh. Yeah. Why can I keep killing the kids? I know. Why wouldn't you just Trigger take warning the, on this one. Why don't you just take the baby crazy. and grow, you know, yeah. have it grow up in your cult? Why did you have to kill the fucking child? God. Yeah. So the child was um, stabbed 20 times in the chest. Oh, my God. Why and 20 times? It was, what, they three left, months old? Yeah. Fuck my life. And then they left a wooden stake in the chest of the child. Um, the cult leaders had actually dubbed their <laughs> child the Antichrist. So what happened was... I wish I could take a picture of my face right now. Yeah. And put it on our fucking website. So what happened was... As a trigger warning. Yeah, trigger warning. <laughs> Janelle trigger warning. Um, oh my god. When the Dutrois were still part of the OTS, um, so Joseph... And Dominique had their child and named her Emmanuel and called her the Cosmic Child. Well, when the Dutois had their child, they also named him Emmanuel. And because it was the same name as their daughter, they considered their son the Antichrist. Oh, my God. 
because she was the cosmic child. You're fucking kidding me right now. Yeah. So that's uh. where the yeah. <laughs> Um, after all of this, two of the OTS uh, members stayed behind at the house to clean it before they set up a timer to a bunch of gas canisters and lit the house on fire. The two of the them fuck? stayed behind in the house and died in the fire um, in the fire in Quebec. What? It gets crazier. What? Yeah, is happening right now. <laughs> yeah. On the same day in Switzerland, across the pond, <laughs> at 11.55 p.m., there was this hillside farm that just goes up in flames. Oh, my God. When the firemen arrived at the farm, they found a man's body lying on a bed with a plastic bag over his head. That's not suspicious at all. I right? do that every night before I go to sleep. Um, <laughs> then they found a secret hidden underground room that had 22 corpses laying in a circle. I think I remember hearing about this. Yeah. This one. Yeah. Oh, um, God. And they were all dressed in white, black, and gold capes or robes. Made by the Dutois. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, most, if not all of them, had plastic bags on their head, and all of them had bl- been drugged with tranquilizers and psychedelics. What a fucked way to go. Yeah. You're high as shit and you suffocate to death. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, well, um, 20 of them had been shot point blank in the head and face. Then why were there bags on their heads? I... I there, when I was doing research on this, there were um, some people that said the plastic bags on the head was... It was like a way to represent the ecological downfall of okay, so it's a symbolic society gesture. is what they said. I don't think nobody, I don't think anybody really knows for sure. Okay. But some, that's what some people speculate it was supposed to be like the symbolic thing for. I just don't want to get blood all over my beautiful gold cape. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. I don't even know. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> um. Let's see. And so that happened at 11.55. At 2.55 a.m., a couple hours later, two more Swiss Shelleys went ablaze at the same time. Two of them at the exact same time. Um, The firemen had a really difficult time getting inside the houses because the OTS had nailed the doors shut from the outside. Which means somebody had to be, like, the last one out. Right. And nail the doors shut from the outside. There's always got to be one left behind. Anyway. Uh, well, I, I feel like that happens a lot where there's, yeah. like, one person who's left behind to, like, carry out. Like, I was just talking so, like, um, the rest of their life before we started up. recording, like, with Heaven's Gate. They had one person who was kind of the last one left mm-hmm. that his job was to, like, get the tapes out to the public and call the authorities and, like... All of that. So there's always, like, somebody who's kind of, like, left behind. Um, Once they got into the house, they found 15 bodies in one and 10 in the other, including Joseph, Luke, Dominique, and their daughter, Emmanuel, a.k.a. the Cosmic Child. So that was kind of, like, the big, the first big round of... I remember slaying in 94. Um... Later, the OTS reached out again um, on December 6th, 1995. So there were still active members out there. Mm-hmm. Um, they So they reached out again for another round of these um, mass slayings and suicides. 
13 adults and three children aged two to six were shot in the head and burned in a remote area of southeastern France called the uh, Vercors. Vercors. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Southeastern France. <laughs> And then, in 1997, two years later, um, five members who felt they had missed the cult's original transit, they were calling it like a transit, um, okay. they felt like they had missed it, and so they drugged themselves and then set fire to their house in Quebec. No one really knows if they're still active today, although it's really, really likely that there's a lot of people around that mm-hmm. still... Um, are in the organization. There is a list, um, Nikki Dutois, who was in the first um, part of the mass murders and suicides, um, She, they found a list that she had because she did all of these robes for the people mm-hmm. in the organization. She had a list of a lot of the members that was in the range of 500 plus. Okay. So, and I mean, in these slayings, you're talking at most maybe... Uh, 50 to 100 people. Yeah. You know? Wow. So, um, the, I feel like there, it's, it's likely that there's still, there's still people, people out there. Out there. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. following the mass suicide in 1994, the Quebec police actually had said that an investigation into illegal arms purchases by Solar Temple members in 1993 prevented the mass murder suicide from taking place in Quebec at that time. So before the first one happened, they were actually investigating these big arms sales that were happening to the solar temple and they were confronted about it. And it kind of like spooked them from doing it at that time. They did it a little bit later. I think it would have been like a year later. It was when they actually ended up going through with it. Wow. Um, so that is the OTS. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Some of that I didn't know. Yeah. I and that's, this is one that <laughs> I have not seen, um, uh, or heard of. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting to me that they coordinated across several countries because yeah. it was like the first ones happened in Quebec. And then immediately the same day, there was the one, uh, in, at the farmhouse in Switzerland and then two other places in Switzerland. Like mm. it's just like a massive coordination. Yeah, that's pretty fucking bananas. Yeah. I know. And a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people have theories on this one because it is kind of one of those, like, seedy underground kind of cults that there's just a lot of mystery behind the secret organization and all of that stuff. So I would definitely suggest looking into it because there's a lot of stuff that I left out, mainly because it would be, like... It would be in this part of the research, but not in another part. There's just like a lot of There's stories lot and stuff of out there. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. it. That's cults, man. That's well, cults. That's cults part one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll do another ourselves. Yeah. We'll definitely do another episode, I'm sure. Um We're obsessed. <laughs> about this. Yeah. Do you what should we end with? So do you want to start with suggestions? Yeah, do some suggestions. Okay. That sounds good. Well, I just I realized I didn't give one out, I think, at the la- the end of the last episode. Oh. What I have been listening <laughs> it's okay. Um what I have been listening to recently is Reveal. Mm-hmm. And that's uh an investigative podcast. It's like uh investigative journalism. So they cover this big range of topics and they do a lot of in-depth journalism. Um but they have a lot of 
really interesting episodes. They, a lot of them are comprised of like two or three stories that are kind of all related. Okay. So I know they've got like an episode on Mountain Jane Doe. I was listening to one about um, mm-hmm. sexual abuse within the Jehovah Witness organization. Oh, that sounds interesting. Um, yeah, they have, so they have a lot of really, really, wow. really interesting stuff. I would definitely suggest it out. Yeah, suggest it out. Suggest Suggest you check it out. (laughs) Yeah, you got any shout outs this week? New thing. Suggest it out, out, (laughs) y'all. Oh god, (laughs) this turned into horrible DJs. Nope, that's Um, that's the direction we're taking now. Oh god, that would be an interesting like (laughs) get like the dance crowd involved with murder. Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh no. Gross. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just alienated everyone who loves techno. Um, I love techno. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, we're now ending this podcast. Well, fuck you, Janelle. You like techno. You can't be no. friends anymore. <laughs> I do it for the pod only. <laughs> um, no, okay, God, seriously. Oh, um, my goodness. We do shout out, like, uh, other podcasts on Twitter, too, if you're, like, we do, like, a podcast of the week, um, if you're, you know, jonesing for something new as well, but, um, we actually have a follower that likes to shout us out a lot. Yay! Um, Bonnie J. Thompson, uh, her Twitter handle is BuriedTruth1976. She's a writer and an investigator. Ooh! Um, but she will, like, post up, uh, cold cases. Ooh. And a lot of, like, you know, underground murders and yeah. tag us in it. To nice. kind of like, you know, look into it further. So, um, definitely check her out. She has pulled up some amazing stories. She has a yeah. really great book too. Nice. Um, yeah, so that was my shout out for this week. Shout out Bonnie! <laughs> Alright, well, our sound and editing is by Tiff Weech. Our music is by Jason Z. We are not the, forgetting. The Enigma. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I can't even explain to you how many times we've fucked that up. And we, completely forgotten. We have a you probably list. don't even know yeah. because sometimes we do it later and then splice it in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because we're bad. We're just people. calling ourselves out, but that's um, okay. We didn't yeah. forget it today. Yeah. Um, don't forget to check us out. Oh, Twitter, yes. Facebook, Instagram, BT Crimecast, Bad Taste Crimecast. Bad Taste Crimecast.com. Yes. Send us a review. I have no more to fucking reach you. Oh, yeah. If you are <laughs> listening to us on iTunes or your iPhone, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Yeah, and even if it's just think. a couple words, that'd be great. Like, and hey, I'll you read rock. it aloud. Um, Three words. Hey, you rock. Send us your stories. I have a couple. I'd like to do a listener episode, but... Yeah. I only we have, need some more stories. I need more than two, yeah. so... <laughs> Yeah. So send me your fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Okay. <laughs> we will see you guys in two weeks. Yeah. Bye. 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 killer, the police are calling the hillside strangler, has murdered ten young women and left their bodies on the hillsides along the highway. It was as if a wave of evil washed over this town. We are all people in some form or another. <laughs> 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 <laughs>